everybody. This is Ben Axelrod. This is Three Point Play, a new show uh, where myself and Jay Crawford are going to be breaking down all the latest in the Cleveland sports scene on a daily basis. The show is going to be at noon. You can find it on WKYC.com, Facebook Live, uh, or YouTube, and we're going to have it here in podcast form. We had some technical difficulties with the sound, uh, so that's why I'm tacking this intro on here. Um, you, you don't miss, though, any of our conversation about the Indians, Browns, or Cavs, uh, and we give a State of the Union for each team. So I uh, hope you enjoy. hope you tune back in, uh, and thanks for listening. But we're going to do a state of each team, just kind of give everybody a baseline. Very good. Heading into this thing. For, for Where do you want to we, start? It's a Brownstown. Let's start yeah, with the Browns. That's a good idea. Uh, NFL Combine. Um, here we are. New head coach, new GM. Where, where Where's your mind as far as the state of the Cleveland Browns? I like to use letter grades, all right? Is that cool? Yeah. I like to use letter grades for everything because it automatically transfers. If somebody says it's a C, you know what that means. If someone says it's an A, you know what that means. One to I ten, know what B minus means pretty well. Yeah. Right now, State of the Browns, I think I'm going to give them a C minus. Okay. Um, it's it's pr- primarily because there was so much excitement coming off last season, um, and it didn't materialize. And when you only win six games, and there's so much excitement and enthusiasm around the product, I am going to err on the side of caution moving forward. Right. So if I, I'm – I like to say a pessimistic, realistic, and optimistic win total for every season. And I know it's early. There's a lot to happen. Free agency, the draft. Cuts. Every cuts. We don't know what our team's going to look like. But as we stand right here at the end of February, my realistic win total for this team is six. My optimistic is eight. And if things go sideways like they did last year, yeah. they could fight 5-11, I mean, that's always in play, right? That's, it's always in play, yeah. With, the, with this team, it's always in play. I, th- I think it, when it comes to the Browns, for me, I'm somebody who's usually pretty pessimistic about the Browns. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm 31 years old, so all I really know is 1999 <laughs> and on. History. Yeah, I, I have a lot of Bernie Kosar jerseys uh, at my house. I, I don't have a lot of Bernie Kosar memories. Right. Um, so I've always been kind of just pessimistic because it's all I've known. I, I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to let myself down. Smart. I bought into the 2019 Browns, though. I, I was too. all in. I was excited for Baker. I was really excited for OBJ. I was excited for uh, just the talent. I thought the talent was too much to fail. Um, I but, agree. But then I remember sitting there during that opener against the Titans, and it's like, what does this look like if everything goes wrong? And everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah. Um, that so first I'm, game was really a microcosm of the season to come. Completely. Because they gave up. Right. So it, we kind of realized that burned into this team's they have a quit DNA gene. was a quit gene. Yep. And so – a lot, of, a lot of the games in the NFL, I'd say 50% of them, are, yeah. decided, are, just, are decided by a score in the last five minutes. If you have the quit gene, you're going to be on the L side of that more often than yeah. the W side. And so when I saw them literally sit down and exhale and give up in that Titans game, I figured then it's going to be a very long season. Yeah, and, and you saw that, obviously, as, yep, as played the season out. carried on. So that's... And, and I almost don't think that's fair to, to Kevin Stefanski, to Andrew Barry, no, to, to the not. guys they brought in. But you in. know what? The new guys no longer get the benefit of the doubt. I used to give Completely. the new guys the benefit of the doubt. Totally. But here's the reason they don't. Track record for ownership is so mm-hmm. bad, I can't give any, anybody the benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah. If you, if you come in and you were hired for this job, that necessarily isn't an endorsement. It right. almost is an induction. Well, <laughs> so I'm going C, C minus, and we'll see where it goes. Well, and on, on the flip side of that, first time head coach, yeah. first time GM, youngest head coach and youngest GM in the NFL, this, I think. This could be the combo that clicks. It could be. It, it very well could be. But, but I'm from Missouri now. <laughs> show me. I'm no <laughs> longer just state. buying in because they're new. I'm with you. What grade, level, what grade letter do you give them? Um, right now, I mean a C. A, a okay. C, a, I think that's fair. 
C's average, so maybe yes, yeah, C minus might be right. But uh, yeah, I I just you know, but I'm excited for this time of year. I, I love the NFL draft. I, do I love free agency. Yeah. And it's a 12 months cover now, totally, which is awesome because being a football town like Cleveland is, we we're never too far away from that next big story. Yeah. So and you know, I mean, I didn't think we'd have this high draft pick, but. We do, there's interest in the draft yeah. again. Oh, t- definitely. Which stinks, but yeah, well, we know this well. <laughs> yeah, we've been down this road before. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Browns never give us any shortage of, of things to talk about. They'll be a big talker for us these yeah. next few weeks, these next few days. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, though, shifting gears. Yeah. Not usually a talker um, in this point in a rebuild, and yet they somehow have been making headlines over yeah. the course of these last few weeks. Uh, trading for I want Andre you to give Drummond. your grade to the Cavs first oh. before I give mine. An F. Okay, because I, I I didn't want to be the only one. Well, yeah, it's just there totally right now. Um, I mean, record-wise, they are the second worst team in the NBA. Yep. And 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 that to me doesn't make sense because there is talent. There's a core group of talent here. When you look at Kevin Love and mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson, these are a couple of guys that have rings. Yeah. Where's the leadership? Instead, you've got a mutiny by the players against a coach that was making them practice. Right. <laughs> what? I mean, I know that's not standard protocol in the NBA particularly if you're winning. Right. But when you're losing and you're making mistake after mistake after mistake on the defensive end and you can't get out of your own way, you need something. And sitting on your butt during an off day isn't what you need. So the mutiny against the coach, another coach gone. They're on coach number eight this decade. If you subtract the four LeBron years, their winning percentage is 290. Mm -hmm. That's worse than the Browns the last decade. F. I think the the craziest thing about all of this is – you know, that last year in 2018, LeBron's last year here, they were actively guarding against him leaving. They, they refused to part ways with that Brooklyn Nets pick, which became Colin Sexton. Yep. Their, their whole thing was, we want to be well-prepared because we think LeBron's leaving. They we, knew. Which is fine. Yeah, I mean, everybody knew by, by that point. Um, and granted, they've had, you know, not as much lottery luck as they had the first time around when LeBron left. Um, but they are worse off right now. And to me, it's been a directionless franchise as far as are they going all in on a rebuild, yet they re-signed Kevin Love to, to a big extension. They keep Tristan Thompson rather than trading him. He's probably going to be walking for nothing. Yep. And then you bring in a head coach with no previous NBA experience uh, to coach a kind of a mismatched roster of, of 19- and 20-year-olds and then holdovers from your championship era. Uh, they've had four coaches now since LeBron James left. Ty Lue, Larry Drew, uh, John Beeline, and, and J.B. Bickerstaff. To me, you know, at this point in their rebuild, they're supposed to be losing. The record doesn't concern me. It's the lack of direction for this franchise, um, and, and I don't know how that changes. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I think – what we've seen is I think we gave the Cavs ownership a lot of credit because they won a title. But mm-hmm. let's face it, they won a title because LeBron James decided to come home. And that wasn't because of Dan Gilbert. No. that was You just, can argue it was in spite of Dan Gilbert. It was in spite of Dan Gilbert. He wanted to prove something to himself. He wanted to finish a goal that he had made for himself. He came home. He brought a title to Cleveland. He left. And now they're a bigger mess than they were before he came right. back, which is hard to imagine, but they are. There's no hope on the horizon for this franchise. It is, and by the way, the league as a whole for me, I have completely, completely lost interest. Wake me up in June. I'll watch the finals. Outside of that, you couldn't, you know, there was a funny line that Keith Olbermann once said. Would you, um, he said, I'll never watch a WNBA game. And they said, would you watch it if they played in your living room he said no I'd call the cops <laughs> and and that's pretty much where I am right now with the NBA I'm completely I'll, disinterested in it 
I'm a big NBA fan. I know you are. I, I really I like the are. NBA. I was yeah. watching Lakers Celtics yesterday. Uh, wow, that was you a must great have been game. so bored. No, it was well, it was the, it was the bad XFL game that was on early. <laughs> right, so, so it, beat, it beat that. It yeah. Beat that out. Um, no, I see. I'm still a big LeBron fan. I, yeah. I want to see him finish his career. I am too. Strong. I'd like to see him win one. I I think you know if if you're a Cleveland sports fan, they're gonna win it this year. I think they're the favorites right now. I think they are I, too. I think when you watch LeBron James and Anthony Davis together, like that's the best duo. You know, no matter what, the Lakers are going to be but closing AD's games. But AD's out, right? He said he's not going to come back? No, it's he's, Or did, was that misconstrued? It was misconstrued. Okay. He's a free agent. He hasn't yeah. re-signed yet. He has the ability to re-sign. The reason he hasn't re-signed is he can get a bigger contract in the summer. Okay. It, it doesn't make any yeah. financial sense for him to re-sign now. So. Is there any writing on the wall that he will re-sign? Seems like it. Yeah. Seems like this was all orchestrated for him to, sure. to come and join Feels LeBron like it. And if it doesn't, it feels like an epic fail for LeBron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But on the flip side... I mean, what were his options that summer? No, that, no. that was the thing. Yeah. Was it, it was almost an indictment of one. It was a really a reflection of the Warriors, how everything seemed like such a foregone conclusion in the league that that was LeBron's best option, and it was a, a team where he went and missed the playoffs. Yep. So wow. Uh, but yeah, it will be a fun June. Um, we have time left for Indians. Yeah, let's do Indians. Where are you on the Indians? I think I'm getting old because I'm like excited for baseball. Yeah, like, this no, is the first did. time I've got <laughs> well, the other thirties. Right, the other day I was like, you know what? I'm ready for some baseball. I'm yeah. ready for some pitchers and catchers to report. I'm ready for baseball November first. Yeah, I hate I hate the off season. I do. It's been my interesting. favorite sport by far. Baseball. Yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Indians a B minus. Okay. Right now, I, I, I'm disappointed in their lack of activity, mm-hmm. and you know, I think the Twins made serious moves. To improve, I think the White yeah. Sox are really going to be. I think the White Sox are my dark horse pick to win it. They were my dark horse <laughs> a year ago, and I was a year. They weren't ready last year. Yeah, they, they are still now. too young. Those young kids have developed. It's a nice core of young talent. Mm-hmm. Now they've got some veterans brought in that I think will stabilize the ship a little bit because I saw some instability last year with that with that club. Yeah, but I really think that um, yeah, I could see the Indians actually finish finishing third in the AL Central this year, which would break my heart but I it's in I play be, I wouldn't be stunned yeah it's in play I um you know I, I go back and forth on the Indians because on the one hand they still have one of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball even though they're and that's what wins right that's what wins uh they still have Francisco Lindor for now they yeah. still have Carlos Santana playing at an all-star level at least he was last year Jose Ramirez you would imagine is not going to spend half the season as the worst player in baseball he which has is, the last two years though. well that's something that really tanked you know the first half of last season he bounced back in that second half but that first half really if you put his first half from 18 <laughs> together with his last half of 19 yeah. you have the best player in the game over the last two years mm-hmm. if you put his second half from 18 yeah. with his first half of 19 you have the worst player in the game over the last two years yeah stunning I mean the difference there is stunning oh totally um, but, you know, you go through their lineup. I did this exercise last week on WKYC.com just projecting the Indians lineup. Pretty good lineup. I mean, you have Francisco Lindor. You have Cesar Hernandez, uh, Domingo Santana now, yep. Carlos Santana, Jose Ramirez. I don't know where the power is coming from well, necessarily. That, that's the thing is they're banking on some combination of Domingo Santana, um, Fran Mel Reyes. They're really banking on Fran Mel Reyes He's, to be If he a, comes through, yeah, um, we've got something. That's the thing, though, you, that, that left field spot. Um, right now, it looks like a Jake Bowers, Jordan Luplo platoon. It does, uh, which I don't love. They need they need a Jake Bowers, a Bobby Bradley, a Bradley Zimmer, one of those young guys that we're not counting on right yeah. now. They need them to come through on top of Oscar Mar- Mercado playing doing, at the level doing he, what was he did last year, year and improved. Which came out of nowhere. Totally. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he built on his season from a year ago. They have Daniel Johnson. Uh, looks like he's kind of that in that Oscar Mercado spot right. could, where he could come up. Could be a breakthrough guy. 
The one thing that I, I've learned to rely on with the Indians is they're going to have surprises throughout the season. Mm -hmm. Most of them, they're on the mound. But last year with Mercado, this guy comes up and you're like, wait a minute, where? Yeah. How? Um, if, are we ever going to get anything out of Bradley Zimmer again? Yeah, I, I mean, the hope is we do. If he could return to the player he was pre-injury, then you can right. make a serious uh, argument that they're going to contend for a title. The other thing, too, is I hate making allegations with no proof because that's not fair. Mm -hmm. um, it isn't. But it's sports, and it happens. And I watched the 90s, and I watched these guys do things that I knew were, was superhuman. Okay. And I said, wow, that's, that's crazy. You know, the, <laughs> you got a 37-year-old home run record that's broken seven times in two years. Yeah. Destroyed. That seems odd. <laughs> well, it turns out it was too good to be true. What, I, I, I'm not convinced the Twins can duplicate what they did last year. And I know that we were, on, we were in the era of stealing signs. And the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Astros have all been implicated in one way or another. Yeah. I'm not sure the Twins weren't doing that because when you look at the home run total that this team had last year, it, it was eye-popping. Mm -hmm. And I want to see what they do this year where everyone now has the fear of God in stealing signs electronically. Right. Can, and people's careers are ending over this. Yes, managers. Right. Um, sadly, the players are going on as if nothing ever happened. And I think that we're watching the sport get away from its commissioner. Right now, that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And it's too bad. But these players cannot skate the way they have. They just can't. I'm sorry. And I don't know how it you – It seems I don't like know they're what gonna. punishment you do. I think the way you, punishment is you, you punish them is you just give them the scarlet letter. You strip the World Series yeah. championship of them uh, from them. And the hunkle medal. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you know what? But it's, that's what – when they're 30 years from now – they're going to be able to show that ring off, and they're going to say, yeah, we won the World Series. Yeah. And it'll always be talked about. But if you just put no title awarded or you give it to the Dodgers, I, I, I don't like know asterisks. what you do. I like asterisks. Asterisks is fine. You know, I, maybe the Astros should have to change their name to the Asterisks for one year. Yeah. Put a big asterisk on their jersey, and I, I don't know. I know but this, they skated, and I think that's wrong. I mean, I know this thing is messy with the players' union, and the players, I think, were granted immunity in the investigation. So, which was a mistake, right? They it's, already had enough on them. They didn't need they didn't need corroboration from the players that they got it from. Right, they were enough view. former players, former managers. Yeah, whatever. The gig was up. Um, I do wonder though. This thing is getting so ugly for the Astros, and you wonder how it's going to carry into the season with hit by pitches and all that. Like maybe it would behoove them to just to take some sort of punishment, to, to get this, because yeah. it seems like this You know thing, what would help? If they came out collectively as a group and fell on the sword. Yeah. Instead, we saw the exact opposite. Well, that's we what ignited all this. We saw their owner stand in front of cameras where, where he had real time to think about what he was going to say mm -hmm. and actually try to sell this idea that it didn't help. Yeah. If it didn't help, why were you doing it? Well, it seemed like that was what reignited all this. Like, this was a big deal when it first I happened. Agree. And then it died down, and there was the Super Bowl and spring training and all that. And then and when they came out opened. with there, that, I mean, that's really when you started to see Mike Trout say things. And, who, I mean, what who, has Mike Trout said anything? milk toast exactly. on these kind of issues. And it's, I, I can't wait. I wouldn't want to be the opening day starter against the Astros. Yeah. Because if you don't throw the first pitch under someone's chin, the rest of baseball is going to be looking at you like, okay. Right. All right. And and if you are towing the rubber on that first pitch, do you? Just just to make just to send a message from the rest of baseball, we're not good with this. Have a guy wear one on his hip. You're yeah. not going to throw at his head. But hit him in the leg, hit him someplace where there's flesh and meat. But I, I just don't think that 
I don't think that they, the players should skate, and it's it's ruining the game. There are, there are betting odds on everything nowadays. Yeah. What's the over-under on hit-by-pitches? Well, I don't know what the exact over-under was, but you could get odds for who will be the first Astros player hit. Yeah. And Bregman was the favorite. Uh, but Altuve bats first in their lineup, he does. right? So it would have to be – I think that's good value. I'd take Altuve. <laughs> yeah, I would take I'm just Altuve. saying from a pure betting as standpoint. The smart, as the smart choice. Yeah. yeah. Because he also was rumored to have had the buzzer yeah. on, and you could see something under his jersey. And – I'm telling you, if guys were getting tipped on pitches with electronic devices on their body, mm -hmm. there should be a lifetime ban for that. I'm sorry, because um, I don't know if you played baseball, but yeah, I did. I've played baseball my entire life. I still play, and I still maintain. I pitch and I hit. If the hitter knows what I'm throwing, I'm cooked. It's the biggest advantage and you have. And if I know what the pitcher's throwing, I feel sorry for it's, him. It's arguably the biggest advantage you could have. I think you're right. I think it's a bigger advantage than steroids. I really can do. You, I was going to say, you've covered baseball at a national level. Yeah. Like, can you remember anything like this where? No, I, I mean, can't. steroids was a, a big, big deal, but I can't remember, I mean, maybe the Barry Bond stuff. Like, this is hanging over the sport. Yeah, I don't think there was anything quite like this because you have, and you have proof. three of the teams that have been stalwarts in the postseason yeah. the last two and three years. They are absolutely implicated mm -hmm. and – I, I think if you do it over a course of 162 games, even if you're doing it just during your home games, either way, it doesn't matter. You gain such a huge advantage from doing it, and the standings bear that out. Yeah. And, the, you know, the, the teams that have uh, made their way through the playoffs, it bears that out. It's you, too big of an advantage. You know what was interesting was uh, I covered the I, – I came to WKYC in 2017, really right around the 22-game winning streak. And that, to wow. me, was the best Indians team I can remember in this – in this run. I agree. Um, and then it seemed like all of a sudden, real quick, you know, they, they, they blew the, the lead to the Yankees. But a year later, in that ALDS, the gap between the Indians and the Astros was so big. I mean, and they got swept by the Astros. And I don't know. I mean, this is when all this was coming out. I, I think that – I don't know how long they've been doing it. Right. But I do know that – if you just take the Astros as the benchmark for the team that you know has been doing it for the last couple of years and what they've been able to do. And, look, I love Altuve. I used to. I used to love Altuve and his story mm -hmm. because he's this mighty mouse that can. But I'm telling you, when guys are up there and they know a fastball is coming, mm -hmm. it's all they got to do is put the fat part of the bat on it, and it's much easier to hit a fastball when you know it's coming right. clearly. The guesswork is what throws hitters' balance off. His balance was never thrown off because he knew what was coming. Yeah. So his home run total to me, I want to see what he does this year. And Big Poppy, by the way, I don't know if you saw his comments. I did. That was embarrassing for Big Poppy. Yeah. And if someone loves him and is near to him, please get him and muzzle him and tell him not to talk to the media again because if anyone should avoid commenting on cheating, it's Poppy. Yeah. And, and if and your name has been in a report, a Mitchell report, that's he, probably according to the Mitchell report. He tested right. he, he tested positive for PEDs. Yeah. I don't think it's any. Poppy lost his swing. He couldn't catch up to the fastball. When that goes through nature, yeah, it's gone. Mm -hmm. You don't get it back. Next thing you know, he's hitting 40 home runs again. Um, when you go from too, released by the Twins to yeah, MVP well that happened early suit. in his career, yeah. and I think I think that you could probably chase his uh, trace his PEDs all the way back to then, mm -hmm. and. But even later, after he'd had a lot of success and he could no longer catch, it was embarrassing. 
Boston Globe wrote, a, I think it was Shaughnessy, I can't remember who wrote it, basically saying, please release him for his sake. This is embarrassing to watch. Uh, just a couple of weeks later, he's hitting seven home runs in nine games. Yeah. And I just think it was too coincidental. So for Poppy to come out, and then he makes excuses for, look, if Altuve has a bad year this year, everybody's going to want to say, oh, well, there you go. See, he can't hit when he doesn't know what's coming. He's saying, no, 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 no. The mental side of the game is so big. It's going to weigh on Altuve, and he's not going to have the same year. If Altuve hits 45 home runs this year, yeah. I'll be the first to say, I apologize. That guy is a natural phenom. Mm -hmm. See, I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's going to hit 30 home runs. It's going to be really interesting to see how I can't this Astros because they're still a very talented team. I mean, these are still a collection of, of one of the best lineups in baseball, one of the best pitching staffs. Um, so it's not like they're going away. They're so not. They're, they're going to be front and center at all this. Uh, one more thing, we I think we should hit on this while we're doing State of the Indians. Frankie Lindor. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about him a lot between now and July. Sure. And hopefully after that. Uh, where do you stand on on just kind of everything that that we're going to be talking about? I don't think there's ever been a time in recent memory go back to the mid-90s when the Indians turned the corner mm -hmm. I don't think there's ever been a season where you could make an argument that the first 60 games have ever been more important that's interesting because if if the Indians get off to and under Tito it's happened mm -hmm. if they get off to a slow start and by slow through 60 I would say anything below 500 mm -hmm. if they're around 500 I'm not gonna panic if they are 28 and 32 25 and 35 at the 60 game mark I don't think Lindor has a chance of being here in August and if they move him my grade on the Indians and my hope on the Indians goes from B minus to C minus yeah because he, he's the linchpin for sure if they get off to a hot start and management says we've got the pieces in place to make a run there's no way they can deal him if they're in the mix. Right. I think it's as simple as where they are in the division. I think, I think that's if, it. If you're yeah. in first place. But, you know, but I normally I would agree with that. But if let's just say the central isn't what we think it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And first place in the central's 32 and 28. Yeah. Which is unlikely, but it could happen. If that happens and the Indians are a couple games under 500, at that point you have to even start asking yourself, compared to the rest of the American League, even if the Indians were to win the AL Central, are they still going to be the kind of a team that can compete right. in, in three playoff series to win it. And this is a calculation that the Indians will be judged on for the next five years, how long they hold Frankie and what they get out of it. Right. So if, they, if they're 40 and 20 and then first place in the Central, I think all talk of trading Frankie this year evaporates. Right. They're going to roll the dice, take their chances, and see what happens. But anything other, other than that, and I mean like even 35 and 25, you know, that's 10 games over, and it's a it looks good on paper, but you're one week of bad baseball away right. from being an also-ran. So you've got to really be careful. I, I, I hope and pray that the Indians come out of the gate smoking hot, and I hope Tito can somehow instill a sense of urgency because I love Tito. He's the best in the game, and I'll, I'll argue anyone yeah. on that point. The one drawback I have on Tito is they play with a lack of urgency in April and May, and they can't do that this year. They need to play April and May like it's August and September because it might be for them. It's going to get late real early for this team. Yeah, and, and it will have a ramifications beyond this season. It will. Based on sure. Lindor. And, um, I, I mean, this is just going to be so fascinating because the reason his name was popping up 
this offseason is because if you wanted to maximize your return for him, hit, sure. for him you get more if you trade him in the preseason, in the, in the offseason. It's between now and the trade deadline. So right. whichever team trades for him knows they're getting him for two postseason runs. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm not convinced they're not going to move him before opening day. I'm just not. Really? Well, I mean, I'd love to sit here and say that there's no way that's going to happen. I can't say that. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to trade him. Yeah. But if, if it moves in 20 minutes that a trade's been made, I won't fall out of my seat. There's a godfather offer out there the Dodgers have. That's what That's, scares me. And That's the, what scares they me. made the bets trade, so maybe yeah. that. I, I know. I thought that, too. I thought, okay, now they're going to back off on Frankie. Mm -hmm. And they should. I mean, I don't think – I don't know why yeah, they would doesn't. be. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope I'm wrong. But I, I want to see at least one more run because mm -hmm. the window is on the downslide. It's closing. Yeah, we've seen Frankie put, put voice to that. Yeah. And here's what scares me, too. And it didn't surprise me at all. But Frankie coming out and actually saying there'll be no hometown discount, I knew that. I didn't expect there would right. be. Nobody did. But to hear him say that put a whole different spin on it for me. I, I, I say there's a 1% chance he stays past his contract. We're not resigning him. It's, so last week, this was a big deal. I'm actually glad you brought that up. Because uh, Chris Ananetti gave an interview out in Arizona, and, and Lindor did his press availability at the start of spring training. And it was the first time that we had heard that they're talking about sure. or, or, or negotiating. We hadn't heard that since, I think, after the 2016 season when they yeah, when they made their last million. offer to them. And so people took that as, hey, there's hope. I think everybody's saying the right things. I think yeah. I think it behooves the Indians to show that they're making a real effort, and, and they probably should be making a real effort. I think it behooves Lindor to say, I want to be here. It's just a matter of making the numbers work. The numbers don't work. If and, they want to field a competitive they could, team. They, they could. They could they could sign him, and it would be that we'd be the Detroit Tigers. Correct. For or, the next decade. Or Minnesota the Twins Tigers. with Joe Maurer. Pretty much. And I don't want to be that. I don't. And this management team is too good and too smart I have complete faith that the next Frankie Lindor, maybe not Frankie Lindor because he's a generational player, right? but the next guy that's going to change Cleveland fans' lives is in the pipeline right now. We don't know who he is. Nolan Jones, their top I, prospect, got <laughs> added to the big league. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. So maybe it's him. I don't know. But I have so much faith and confidence in the Indians' front office. As bad as the other teams' front offices have been over the last mm -hmm. decade, the Indians – and I'll make a case, again, I know you know these numbers. People that know me well are sick of hearing them. <laughs> Since 2013, and that's when Dolan took over the day-to-day -day operations of this team, no American League team has more wins than the Cleveland Indians, and they've done it by spending $700 million less than the team that has the second most wins. Yeah. It can be done. It's, it's got to be lightning in a bottle. We're a team, we're a city, we're an economic base that can – make a World Series run once every 10 years. I, I think that's about all we can realistically hope for. Mm -hmm. um, in those other years, we can make playoffs and we can have good yeah. teams, but I do believe that once every 10 years, and we saw it in the mid-90s, we saw it in 2007, we saw it in 2016. We're not New York. We're not L.A. We can't reload by funneling money into, our free, into free agents. We have to draft smart. We have to develop our players and we have to sign them to long-term deals early on yeah. so we can keep them together and make a run. And we can do that every 10 years. Well, and that's been the Indians' M.O. is, you know, let's identify, you know, remember they signed Brantley, Kipnis, I think Gomes, all in the oh, same offseason. Yep. That's kind of been their M.O. is let's get these guys young, sign them to big deals. And when Lindor, the John Hart School. When Lindor bet on himself and turned down $100 million after 2016, like yeah. the writing was on the wall well, for this. Well, you knew 
his agent is the kind of agent who you're going to roll the dice. You're mm -hmm. not going. You're, you're going to bet on yourself every time. Yeah. And here's the thing: these players can do that because he already has lifetime money. Right. Now he's looking for generational money. He's looking for money for his grandkids. But oh. then they'll never run out of money. And that's the kind of deal he's yeah. going to get. Well, I mean, but the baseline, I think, is the Machado 10 for $300 million. That's the baseline. I rolled my eyes. When I saw that number, I immediately said, that's we're it. done. That's it. Frankie, and, and, and I hate to repeat the words because he took so much grief when he said it, but it's true. Enjoy the guy while we have him because we're not going to have him after two years. We're just not. It's, it, and if we do, people will be even more irate because we'll be a 100-loss team with no superstars around him. Frankie will be miserable, mm -hmm. and they'll end up offloading him, and then where are you? Now you're at ground zero. Right. So I like the Indian strategy. I'm not a fan that that's the way it is and that teams have economic advantages based on where they are located in the country mm -hmm. if you're coastal and you're in a major market. But we're not. We never will be. Nothing will ever change that. And the powers that run baseball like it this way. They like it when the New Yorks and the L.A.s and the Chicago's and the Phillies and San Francisco's and the top six or seven markets yeah. are relevant because that drives up playoff ratings, which is ultimately what writes the biggest check baseball gets. The TV deal. So that's where we are. Yep. Uh, it's not going to be the last time we talk about this. No, I think, sure we'll I think we should it every day. probably cap that there. Uh, that is going to do it for us today on Three Point Play. Uh, we're going to get this out on podcast form. We'll be back with you every day around noon, uh, just kind of talking Cleveland sports, doing what we do. So. Nothing better. Yep. Uh, thanks, for Jay ben. Crawford, I'm Ben Axelrod. Thanks for watching.